Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. The movies are back. It sure has. <laughs> I know. This is a movie right here. Uh, this is a good one. I, I'm not sure what to say about this one off the bat. Oh, but I got I'm, a tight 90 prepared for uh, Angel. Uh, <laughs> good. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. I'm happy to hear about uh, your tight 90. I liked <laughs> Angel a lot. I, I just, I'm not sure how to categorize it. I'm not sure how to describe it. I love Angel. I love that Angel exists. I love that Angel was like a smash hit. Was it? Yeah. Okay. This is a big one. I know it had like two sequels. Yeah. So obviously they're doing something right. Angel made this movie on basically, this was the Ghoulies phenomenon, but with with teen hookers. Mm Mm-hmm. You you get the poster that you apparently people want. Once the guy was like, we're making this thing come out of the toilet. Yeah, right. Billions. Printing money. Put put it on the poster. Put it on the poster. And once Angel hit with like, that poster of this movie, iconic. This was a smash hit. With that tagline, high school honor student by day, Hollywood hooker by night. This was like before tabloid trash TV, right? This is, yeah. Uh, this is 1983. You I know? know. On first glance, this looks like a really like in, like good sex comedy. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> There's like the back-to-back pose. Yeah, it's uh, like a back-to-back. Like It's the same girl, one in the... Yeah, in the girl's you know school uniform and then the other in the uh it does feel like a vice academy type thing yeah come later you just got me a copy of valet girls that kind of look like that (laughs) valet girls so on first glance when when it's like eric wants to do this weird sex comedy (laughs) about an underage prostitute i mean if we can be real for a minute i have (laughs) been pushing sex comedies on the as ideas since like yeah we're doing like hard bodies or you know, oh, we're gonna do ballet girls. We're gonna at do some ballet point. girls, obviously. It's too good not to do. We're gonna do ski school. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was definitely like a. All right, let's see what we're in for because I really <laughs> didn't know anything about this movie going in. Wow, you did not know the lore and the how no. big of a cult hit this was. I didn't. This, this movie this was must a, have passed me by. This whole Hollywood hooker, uh, teenage prostitute genre, I think, has passed. me I mean, by. I guess that's the great thing about film up through like the early '80s is that you can have these like kind of mega small hits. Mm-hmm. Like this movie, Angel made the equivalent of over fifty million today, which you know, X. I think it made like double what X made. And X to me sure. felt like a phenomenon for a while, right? I felt like wow, it's spawn. It is spawning sequels. Mm-hmm. Angel doubled that fifty million equivalent. No small change, right? Because this was a cheap movie. Yeah, and it feels <laughs> the premise of this movie. I don't know what America wanted in, like, 1983. It was, like, right in the middle of Reaganism. Yeah. And that's when... I mean, you're getting that's all the... That's when the real freaky stuff started coming out. The grimiest Death Wish movies. Yeah. Like, the Porky's kind of comedies. <laughs> really, yes. really ramped up that kind of stuff. All of that stuff just hit yeah. hard. Once the slashers hit in, like, 80, it was like, oh, we're going to... The early 80s are going to fuck. Like, well, that's what what's a so, time. That's what's so crazy about this one. It's like, they, they put all of that into this pot. It's yeah. like, like I said, first glance looks like a teen sex comedy. It's, it ain't. <laughs> it, I don't. 
don't think there's one joke in this whole movie. Oh man, I uh, think this. No, it's a lot of wacky characters and the, uh, the the cool teenage lead. But then it's like the scariest psycho killer imaginable. <laughs> yes, I didn't realize there was such a psychotic uh, maniac. Yeah, this angel. The angel's thread. like a slasher film. Yeah, but it's also like a high school drama, like oh, hardcore yeah. lifetime movie of the week kind of. And it's also like a detective drama, and it's also it's a big character study this, too. Yeah, exactly. It feels like a seventies character study, and it bounces back from one to the other so often that as soon as you get in one groove, it's like record scratch, and very on purpose. Like you yeah. can tell the, the the way it opens with this soft, dramatic. Kind oh, and Angel's going music. to school. She's going to school, and, and our main character Molly is this shy schoolgirl. Doesn't have a lot of friends. The nerd wants to ask her out, but she doesn't date. She knows she's she was clearly above the nerds class, but she's yeah. a girl. Importantly, that they establish that nerds at least find approachable. Sure, but she's nerds kind of a loner. Think they can hang with Molly? But yeah, yeah they, she's they loner. Think they've we don't got know a why. Shot with her, she's not part of the cool crowd necessarily. Though everyone mm-hmm. seems to get along with her. But that's there. There's no mystery to Mo- to Molly's character. Every single person that made up that fifty million dollar box office knows exactly that this girl is actually a Hollywood hooker. <laughs> right. That line made America desperate to see a Hollywood teen hooker. Right. So like when a, it starts a, off with this, like, do-do-do-do, <laughs> like, her sadly on the bus going to school, I'm like, wait, what are we doing here? <laughs> and then, of course, as soon as she puts on some makeup, then it's like, bam, bam, bam. Oh, man. And then you get into the, like, Hollywood Boulevard nightlife. This really continues that. Like our our loving trend of like the the shithole L.A. Oh man, movies. We are on such a high of that right now. <laughs> I love it. And I it lo- can't get and enough. It, like what I love about these old movies is like it looks like they just showed up there and they're just filming on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh yeah, they don't I look mean, like they got permits. They don't look like they've got much of a crew. They're just like three actors go in and kind of interact with the weirdos that are already as there. As tawdry as this premise sounds, and as lurid as the poster looked, I mean, you had to imagine. Just seeing that poster, this, this thing was a video store hit. Mm-hmm. Theatrical hit, video store. That video cover's famous. It's a great cover. Her with the big hair. She never has that cool big hair. Oh, yeah, no. In the movie. That, but her leather miniskirt big hair look on the cover, incredible. Great She's cover. She's always wearing like a, some old-timey dresses when she's out on the street. <laughs> All right, you've made like several comments now, which really makes me think that we. First off, this movie is filled with jokes. It's Dick yeah. Sean is a, a hilarious character in this movie, and uh, Susan Tyrell is hilarious too. You're talking character study. You got Rory Calhoun, Susan Tyrell, yeah. Dick Sean. Like these are characters. In well, this movie. I guess what I mean is, uh, they they play them so real, like they don't yeah. play them as jokes. Uh, yeah, Rory yeah, Calhoun these... is great in this movie, but he feels like he's playing a real person. These are like sad people under these characters. Yeah, kind of caricature. Like I kept thinking that whole time, the whole time watching this movie is like that documentary about the guys that dress up like Superman and stand in front of the Chinese theater and stuff. That's these. So maybe I just kind of was like, oh, these are sad people. This is (laughs) a movie about sad people. This isn't a funny (laughs) story, man. This girl had to be hooking at twelve because her parents ditched her. Yeah, this is the super serious. That's why it was lurid movie. That is also. Not as sleazy as you would think Angel mm-hmm. would be, and also much more tender and sweet exactly. and charming That's than, what I'm than I think. Yeah. I think, uh, so I've seen Angel several times. I, I mm-hmm. like it. Uh, 
I I can't wait for our Avenging Angel podcast, <laughs> which every Angel movie has a different girl. Oh, but really? Rory Calhoun and Susan Tyrell come back for Avenging oh, Angel. Oh, that's good. Yo-Yo Charlie, he's still around by three. <laughs> So is that three is like Yo-Yo's Revenge? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Calhoun could come back for three. Could we can't it. do that one, right? Yeah. But you know, it feels like a movie that could have also made really good money on this budget if it just had the tagline and that poster, and they didn't try to make any kind of good movie. Right. Oh yeah. This could have been you know like a huge hit if it is just you know. High school honor student by day. I didn't realize I was a baby, but America, the I just the idea. Everybody that bought a ticket is going there wanting to see the teenage hooker story, and that is that is telling. Well, I, on I, what America was yeah. so, but it is the perfect tagline accompanied by this perfect portion. Now, again, I don't know what the demographic breakdowns of the audience. This could have been. 12 of the same men seeing Angel a lot. <laughs> but it was one of those movies that, since theaters were different then, it played in theaters for months. <laughs> it was just this low-end moneymaker that just people kept wanting to see, all based on that poster. How cool does that feel? But you didn't have to make a good movie. Right. Like, they, they went out of their way to make these characters like too likable and too relatable. and too Like I said, they just felt like real characters rather than the funny old man that dresses in drag right and says honey a lot like he is both funny and like a sad and relatable like a, guy and he loves and he's like basically angel's father figure and they like have all these tender embraces and moments and uh yeah and kit carson i was like what? give me the whole kit carson story totally I wanted to know everything about rory calhoun's character this the old cowboy who used to make movies. Yeah. And now he's out on Hollywood Boulevard taking photos and doing, you know, the $5 autograph, probably $1 autograph back then. Just being this rootin' tootin' oh, son yeah. of a gun telling Firing blanks off in the street with your fringe jacket. Looking like Sam Elliott. I almost was like, did a double take. Was like, wait, I knew Rory Calhoun's in this. That's him? God, Rory Calhoun is, is such a gift. It's amazing. <laughs> he is such a great handsome old cowboy right this is right after motel hell mm-hmm. it's been a year or two right. what a run here because this is just a character could be more different than the character in motel hell you know it's like he's just such a different person just a, he vincent was such a creep but like such a sympath like not sympathetic but just a lovable yeah <laughs> like, definitely lovable. lovable psychopath right and little scamp i uh i always go to like you know Movies that would never get an Oscar nomination kind of thing. But it doesn't take many tweaks and probably a different movie that Rory Calhoun (laughs) can do this like exact role. Yeah. And it become like a Matthew McConaughey has AIDS. Exact. Kind of role. Yeah. Doesn't feel far off. You do a Kit Carson thing. It's like Mickey Rourke's The Wrestler. You get to see this little peek into Carson's like warehouse that he lives in. And he's got his old timey bed all made up. Then a bunch of mannequins from Tourist Trap, like over in the corner. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> what an interesting, like, I just got so invested in these characters. And I'm expecting this to be like, like Porky's on Hollywood Boulevard, I guess. Is oh, what I was... antics. Yeah. Sure. Antics. Yeah. I, she, you know, almost thankfully, because I was dreading the inevitable, like, I know you always has to be a hooker. Right. 
sex worker, and uh, she, she claims to have been with hundreds of men, but she does everything in her power to not do that. Have yes. sex in this movie. I love how <laughs> chaste Angel is yeah. in this movie. Over- Any excuse to not take the job. Yeah. <laughs> I So the great little trick about Angel is to sell this really like, this is a sicko story. And the lot, plenty of the Johns in the movie, including, you're talking characters, oh, baby, Peter Jason, the character. What yeah, a guy. One of our favorites. Oh, my God. Peter Jason so perfectly occupies that role. He's like a Todd Packer mm-hmm. kind of guy. Or like, you know, some guy who's had too much to drink at an airport bar. Or a guy in town for a convention. Right. At the, at the Hyatt. But I've never seen him use that Peter Jace persona as the guy specifically seeking underage prostitutes. <laughs> I kept expecting some mouth trumpet. <laughs> He's I like, know. every time I see him now, I'm waiting for the mouth trumpet. <laughs> but these are but all. But no, then he drops the hard C on her. You know, there's mid, a, there's some hard C's rant. in this movie. There's some. There's a few shocking instances of that of that 80s language you just don't get anymore <laughs> you, ju- you do not get you that get hard f flavor used oh, so casually while a man is dying i laughed so hard when she did that <laughs> we'll get to that yeah. what a scene maybe the b- best scene in a movie shockingly filled with great scenes you said lifetime earlier yeah these movies don't exist now because because of this kind of movie mm-hmm. those all became Every straight-to-video, every kind of simmering thriller all through the 90s, right? Angel just started that, and everybody else took it off. They were the ones that made the bad movie right? version of this, right? And they were the ones that made the really sleazy, like, violent ones. The fact that Angel, honestly, doesn't seem like she's living a bad life. Some of this, clearly the worst life, but I love that we get to see... A lot of the good, you know, a lot of what's just keeping her going. These relationships. Yeah. With these friends. But honestly, the way they make it sound, it's like kind of a girls at the carnival situation. She's just running around with her friends. We we never yeah, have we to see, see the hundreds. Yeah, we just see them at the cafe and kind of going up and down the street and her friends take Johns and, and go <laughs> yeah. off. But then she's just like hanging out with Kit Carson and Yo-Yo Charlie just like shooting the shit all night. And yeah, she's got an apartment. But she's also, she's, she's got, like really smart. She's street yeah. smart. She's no dummy. She's yeah. a super smart cookie. Like you said, turning down every single John she possible. She sniff out all the cops. She, she uh, yeah. She is wise beyond her years, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but yeah, I'm glad we never have to see her play like little girl. Even though that's what Peter says something about. He throw, I'm, if you ain't 14, I'll throw you back for being too old. Peter Jason, not throwing the little ones back. No. Uh, what, yeah, what a guy. I love man. You're an actor, Charlie. You're an actor, <laughs> and you get off to a gig. You're like one scene. You got to say the c word to this little girl. <laughs> you also have to loudly specify that you do, in fact, know she's underage. That's the selling point. Uh huh. And then stuff gets worse. Like, man, I don't know the instincts to. T- do you just be like, this could be my one role? But it's a gig, right? Yeah, yeah. But do you break in? Is that you have to be a really convincing pedophile? Exactly. Does that lead to the bigger parts in Hollywood? (laughs) Yeah, like that is. Do you put that on the reel? Do you you put that? uh, Yeah. You look at Peter Jason now. 
talk, you know, 30 plus mm-hmm. year career of constant gigs, totally recognizable, perfect that guy, but very easily could have been like, man, that guy that we've watched so many movies where one guy has like a crazy scene in some cheap ass movie from the 80s. And it's just like, you know, he played a man on airplane and one other thing. And mm-hmm. that is it. Well, that's Yo-Yo Charlie. There's about five people in this movie where I'm like, I know I know this person, but mm-hmm. I don't know where from. And I'm like, Yo-Yo Charlie, the, the little magician yeah. street performer in this movie. It's like, God, I know this guy. And he's on one episode of every show that's ever existed. He, he's just worked he's TV the, for the, the next bellhop, and he's always the waiter. Yeah. But it's just like he gets around, and uh, there are so many people like that but in the, this movie. our killer, John Deal, mm-hmm. has been in huge TV. He was like he was the B squad on Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. Like Croc and Tubbs were the A guy, and then the chubby guy and John Deal were like the B, yeah. B detectives. And he has a great story arc on The Shield. Then mm. Gilroy, like right. Vic's also in too deep, <laughs> former uh, former bro, and uh, who's turning on Vic. Like, guys had tons of great. I think he's he's got to be in like Con Air. I bet he's, he's great at playing like a blustery FBI agent who eventually gets like shut up. Yeah, yeah. You know, great. He's got, he's got one of those kind of pockmarked faces that he's really good at being a total creep in this movie. And this, I he is so good. As this killer with no motivation whatsoever, right? Just one of those crazed guys who crazy, works, silent... works out and has mom issues. Exactly. Classic, yeah. classic slasher there's staple. Like, there's three different scenes where with him in this movie where I kind of had to look away a little bit because it was grossing me out <laughs> or like kind of disturbing me so much. Yeah, he was upsetting. And uh, like, I don't know if I'll like look at an egg the same way again. Like, I had to make my son, like, a scrambled egg today. It was oh kind of gross because there is a scene where he... <laughs> and they go on for so long. Every one of these scenes with him. John Deal finds the absolute <laughs> grossest way to eat an egg. Uh, I, I don't know what... It. If this was written in... So, the guy that wrote this movie is right, written sicko stuff. Two of our great mm. Wings Hauser movies. Vice Squad. Where he plays the great ramrod. Yep. Deadly force. Like, he was writing those at the exact same time as this. So I don't know if if Robert O'Neill had, like, just an eye for, like, Wings Wings Hauser's going to play the crazed pimp. Mm -hmm. I know this guy. So I don't know if he just knew Deal or what. And Deal's like, I got this thing I do with an egg. (laughs) He pokes... What the egg he, open he, with he, his switchblade and he, then he pokes ch- the top of it open, yeah, and a then, raw egg and just sucks that egg. Oh my god! While looking An extreme at, close up, yeah, you're right there with side him. profile view of him just lips sucking this egg's contents. Yeah, I, I, all while he's looking at a big old picture of his mom. It's uh. And just it was hard to watch mashing it into his mouth. But it's kind of yeah. one of those where I kind of stop looking and then I like peek back and nope, still sucking <laughs> yeah. the egg. Hold on, all right, I'm going to give this another ten seconds and still, still sucking, still the sucking egg. it, still going still at that egg. Yeah, and then he kind of just smashes it into his mouth. And uh, yeah, he did that. There was a, there's one where he's like washing himself in the tub, and it's just like zooms out, zooms back in, just like a full minute, aggressively scrubbing his <laughs> dirty shame. Right? And then even the scene where he shaves his head. It's just like goes on for so long, and yeah. he just looks so crazy doing it. it I know was the uh, intense. It is a special thing 
about movies. I never know the things that are going to make me like <laughs> kind of ill. Kind of a gut reaction. Right? Yeah, yeah, like I never you never know. And yeah. it's it's always unexpected and sometimes you can't really explain it and sometimes it's in like a dumb movie. You know, you never know which movies are going to get you. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I remember on an airplane once being like, didn't think I'd be crying at League of Their Own. Sure, you know, right. sometimes it's gonna, these things, you never know what kind of reaction you're going to have. And just watch, feeling just kind of me like tighten up, kind of fold my arms a little tighter around my chest when Ugh. Deal is just made my skin slurping. crawl. And then yeah. it would go back to like, yeah, Angel and her friends like, harassing some lawyer or something oh man for for kicks other than all of angel's uh hooker friends getting killed Mm -hmm. these girls seem like they had kind of a ball (laughs) out there i i like that we get this side when you, you know we didn't need it hammered home other than her one scene where she talks about how much she hates it you know she is constantly living this whole lie this character it's a the character of angel and molly had to be a tough role to cast yeah that well, because it feels like they're making it feel real like they're having these real conversations about it it's yeah. not just like again like i i guess i expected something else going in <laughs> totally. obviously <laughs> i did not know and, you uh, thought this was a comedy so it's like I this, did not this know. scene where the detective's like i had to take you into child services she's like why don't you and you're just like yeah why don't you like obviously in real life if you came across this girl who'd been forced to prostitute herself from age 12 you would step in yeah this is it's such a sensational story yeah that that totally. is able to be played so that straight in so probably many ways has has happened in some form or another right it's like i don't know that it seems like so such tragic it's just it's such it a national inquirer thing story. right yeah. like can you picture the idea of a girl that's in your freshman class finding out she's also a prostitute yeah like, i'm not doubting that it happens obviously but also this is like this has it all it's the hollywood you know the sunset <laughs> uh, strip yeah prostitute. Hollywood, yeah walk of uh boulevard with all the yeah all the, the stars. stars are yeah. out right all the stars are here but that it's such a stupid premise, and it's one that we've seen so many more times as just an excuse to to show softcore, mm-hmm. you know. And all the nudity in this movie is instead just like two very unnecessary, like naked cheerleaders changing around oh, yeah. Angel in the showers. Never Angel, which is great. Not Angel, but yeah. it's always like and not the surround her with like ten naked other. <laughs> schoolers never the prostitutes though. i'd like to be like the one girl who's like you're gonna be the full frontal girl you're just gonna walk from back to front behind angel in this scene. how do they determine who's the full frontal girls yeah the one that's like yeah you're the one walking the length of the room <laughs> towards us those other girls are way in the deep back yeah to their sides you're the one walking towards us now you have to not walk funny and one girl's like kind of walking like there's m- multiple walks when you're the walk forward girl. Like, dude, is that how is that how ladies behave in the locker room? We don't even put a towel over the. That was the. Deuce? I mean, I don't know. I don't I have don't the know. source material. I'm Let's not see, a bathroom. Judging from the documentaries from the 80s I've expert. seen, that is exactly how women in locker rooms yeah. behave. I've Standard seen a lot of movies room. from 81 to 83. Right. They are known to throw pads at girls in the showers <laughs> before that girl unleashes holy hell <laughs> that's true. on all of them there's been established female locker room behavior mm-hmm. in cinema so 
Well, this, <laughs> this movie breaks all those rules. It does. The the quality in like a lot of the dialogue. These are real characters. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is that far off from like Midnight Cowboy. Exactly. Midnight Cowboy is kind of a ridiculous movie anyway. And, you know, it's almost... It doesn't feel like that different a movie to be. This treats it just as seriously. And the scenes can be just as moving mm-hmm. as they are. Not too... But one is, you know, a Hollywood classic. The other is the cheap sleazoid hit that made... Yeah. That every man wanted to see. But I love... This, this movie that, again, the more I watch Angel, the more I just really love angel i love these characters and i love that it's I not too. all That's what grief was so and trauma it's more them just showing what keeps them yeah. going you only get the like kind of one or two glimpses into their little sadness you know that rory calhoun ain't going home to like a nice spread in mm-hmm. you, exactly. <laughs> you know he has some kind of like small apartment or something you didn't predict warehouse with his bed in the corner i'm always fascinated by warehouse livers <laughs> like I bet you can because sometimes it's a billionaire mm. who just has it all like arranged really nicely like like Michael Keaton you could picture as cool warehouse guy or James Spader like he'd I call, see that. He'd call I, I it like, like his, Joaquin Phoenix might be a warehouse yeah guy. I could see that easily yeah I could you know there's different kinds I could see Jason Schwartzman pulling it off differently right than Joaquin Phoenix but they feel right Spader is fit he'd call it his loft exactly you yeah. know I think I think Richard, <laughs> one of the characters in It, when they're adult, he's like a warehouse guy, the architect, John Ritter, mm-hmm. ponytail. There's the ponytail warehouse guy. Mm-hmm. Roy Calhoun's like the sad kind of more like. Also, other guys in a punk band live here. <laughs> well, it's more of like a, a punk squat. Than exactly. It is, uh, it's like he's basically homeless, but he like does it up to the nines when he's out. Like he's got this image that he wants to hold on to, this old Hollywood image. And uh, they're making references to Mae West in this movie. Oh yeah, we got a Hoot Gibson. Yeah, Hoot exactly. Gibson reference, man. So they're they're really going all out with this kind of. Rory Calhoun's the fusion in this movie as as Kit. He's like the fusion of Cliff Booth and like old Bruce Dern. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's the middle point. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Got that Bruce Dern, just him he, and George, he's the literal old cowboy who used to make movies. Yeah, and who was you know, and then you hear him the way he's telling it to different people. You always see him in front of a crowd giving the same stories, but he's always like, "I doubled for that guy. I did this for you know. I was the stunt man on this." And it was always so I was he on never the had same like a, a role, but he was always on set with these guys. Yeah, it was always like timers. I was I I was, was on like, the same movie so as the Duke. This. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Talks about <laughs> I the broke Duke my leg filling a scene for this. Way more says, famous. Says he guy. broke his leg on stagecoach. Yeah, right, man. From that's like putting him like thirty nine. Yeah, for old Kit. Oh uh, yeah. How he, old do they want Kit to be? He always did his own stunts. Talking about John Wayne and stuff. Yeah, and then trying to collect that. Money. It just felt like such a not just not poking fun at the like these are real mm, people. These are real people. These are guys making a living. And, you know, uh, this is the con circuit wasn't as big back then Mm -hmm. maybe kit carson would have had a different life but back then he was like you know tap dancing on the streets for you know he was a sharp shooting he was doing what he knew how to do and then you see him with the like the signed photo from the guy he keeps talking about and angel's like oh you really did know him like everyone thought this guy's full of shit the whole time you know if you like a guy you uh you 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 take he knew her father you know you shine Mm -hmm. on some bs the bs is part of it right the stories get a little taller 
You know, that's what you want. That's why the guy's out there telling stories for for yeah. money, right? But yeah, all of them are his injuries. Like, what's an injured stuntman going to do? It's kind of amazing. Now that now that we both watch more, Roy Calhoun was such a joke to a generation of us. <laughs> a yeah. spe- not a joke like he's a loser, but more of a specific Simpsons reference. Right, exactly. And seeing the range that kind of this guy has within his Rory Calhoun thing, it's kind of amazing to me that he lived another 15, 20 years after this because he was already able to play such an way old down, already like skidding down the mm-hmm. the slope. So like when Mickey Rourke showed up, like looking fucked up, but not as bad as in the wrestler. It's just like, oh, I just figured how that that's how he is now. Didn't realize how bad he, he made himself even worse mm-hmm. in the wrestler. And this movie's got that too. The queen of that is Susan Tyrell. She is this beautiful woman who like loved being ugly. <laughs> she loved playing like gross, ugly butch, like well, yeah. she, she nailed it. Yeah, she th- this is like nails it. I don't know. She's in uh, Cry Baby. Yeah, like Iggy that's what. So she, she again, she was like, I know, I know this actress, and I don't know what. Yeah. And I'm looking, it's like probably from Cry Baby. She's a little tiny six inch lady in uh, Big Top Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. There's this great boxing movie from the 70s in uh, Fat City. Stacy Keach. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. Uh, as a boxer, and she's like his. Uh, alcoholic on again off again uh hate filled partner mm-hmm. oh susan tyrell gets ugly for stuff but she is <laughs> well, you can see one, her like got the, once you see her oh the the sharpie eyebrows and kind of the like the spiky hair the max mom she's kind of hair. giving off this vibe of like debbie harry's like aunt is what <laughs> yeah. i kept thinking of just except like, she's probably 35 kind of punk rock but really? like yeah could be 50 could be 35 uh super racist <laughs> you know, or bigoted, but like lovable, and like she kind of she runs the the I don't know boarding house hotel. It's like it's like a landlord apartment, yeah, suite off a of sunset, yeah, uh, where Angel rents the apartment and playing cribbage with uh with May. You know, the, oh man, I love the, those the two, Solly those and May relationship. May is such a Dick Sean is a real is a real goof mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff. Usually he's at his best playing a real goof. Uh. He's like Dom DeLuise if Dom DeLuise had kind of like a sculpted chin and height. But, uh, you know, the, he's Hitler in The Producers. Yep. The hippie Hitler, right? Mm. And But this guy was like a real stage performer, like a real funny guy. And he kind of does this kind of... He does kind of have like a, maybe an, even a Nathan Lane. Like a, it, this oh, is very sure. much like a Birdcage yeah, yeah, yeah. type performance in this movie, right? Yeah. It's like if the puppet Madam... We're uh, yeah. <laughs> Waylon Flowers' puppet was an actual guy. <laughs> he really does a madam thing. Now that it, don't mm-hmm. know why I've seen this movie so Pulls many times and never made a Waylon Flowers uh, <laughs> connection to this. Like I stole everything from Dick Sean, but it's such a goofy character. And by the end, a character that I like loved, mm-hmm. loved May, because also Dick Sean gets a real gnarly fight. Great fight scene. John Deal, and then an incredible, sweet death scene with him and Susan Tyrell. Everybody in this movie, not only is it filled with really great actors, they all get scenes to show like why they're great actors, which I probably most people were not expecting in Angel. They wanted more of these these Angels shower and friends. Yeah, exactly. I I, yeah, you're thinking this. It's like a high school thing, and. 
then the the real high school stuff comes in uh, about halfway through when some of the high school jocks who've been trying to get with her see her on Hollywood Boulevard, yeah, and basically kidnap her in an attempt to to gang rape her, yeah, and then she pulls a gun on them. This is what we're talking about That's with this saying. movie. Like this is not a fun high school romp that the poster would lead you to believe. It is like. She puts a gun to this guy's head. <laughs> I'm going to do a poll because I don't think I you don't think ever thought for romp? one second that this was going to be like a romp kind of movie. I think you're going to see. No. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious. I did not expect that because I, uh, I personally have never thought of it that way. Yeah. So I, if that is the norm, I'll, maybe people were showing up for a comedy and being like, it is, it is not what you'd think it is. I don't know. But even then, people showing up for whatever they thought it would be. It is not what they think it is. I don't think anybody could have predicted Angel. Well, yeah. The character of Molly slash Angel, you know, she has so much more fun at her hooking job than she does at school because her whole school life is... She basically has to keep the biggest secret possible. Right. She's purposely not attached to anybody. I get the sense she feels like a popular girl. The other girls, the cheerleaders, are, like, saying hi to her. Mm-hmm. Like, they yeah. want to know her, and she's the one that is basically refusing friendships, right? But she's a known girl. She's not some mousy nerd, right? Exactly. She seems known, just... She could be the popular girl, but she doesn't have time to go to cheerleading practice or do anything else because she's got to make a living. I love that they made her, like, that she's actually... I love the honor student angle. Mm-hmm. I mean... I, she, Molly's getting better grades than me. I was just playing Super Nintendo. I didn't have She's to. Doing her I didn't have to work two streets. Yeah. Also, there was all in these scenes jobs. where she would be out hooking, and and Rory Calhoun would be like, "Aren't you out a little too late there, little lassie?" <laughs> and she's like, "I was just heading home." But he had just been talking to like seven year olds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like showing off his gun tricks to a family, and just tons of kids are around. I, I do feel like yeah, there, there's like a scene where it's supposed to be late at night. You can kind of see it's like nine thirty. Yeah, it's like how many hours is she really putting in? Is she just putting out like a an easy two, or is she out there till two a.m. and in Sunset Boulevard in the eighties was just a place for the family. She never even gets close enough to a John to like get the price. Like I have no idea. People keep joking about like twenty dollars in this thing. I'm like, I don't. I couldn't tell you. I don't know the going rate. Yeah. I am so scared of, of street prostitution. I, <laughs> it's terrifying. Every, every <laughs> instinct in my body says that you're going to be the guy that gets made an example of. Somehow you're going to be the guy dumb enough to spot the... Yeah. I know it. I you, just know it. You know where that bar of the zoo is in Santa Rosa? Oh. Oh, I, I know work, the zoo. I used to work at like a warehouse over there, right? In that neighborhood. <laughs> was that Johnny Good's warehouse was near the that zoo? Lou's, that was one of Lou's warehouses for a wow. time. Wow. Yeah. What a dump. I, I worked for, yeah. The, the zoo is Lou. like our notorious Yeah, it's kind a of pretty dumpy town. part of town on San Rose Avenue there. And uh, I was driving home one time through kind of that, that Petaluma Hill neighborhood next to it. Yeah. And there's like this 55-year-old woman, like big glasses, big poofy hair just like starts waving me down in the middle of the road. And I'm like, oh shit, what's... And I pull... Somebody, you're driving by the and zoo. I, and, and it looks like someone's grandmother's like, help, help, oh, man. in the middle of the road. And I'm like, okay. And I pull up and I'm like, I'm like what? What's like, what? I'm thinking I'm going to save someone's life here. And she yeah. goes, you want a date? <laughs> and I, I've never squealed tires so hard. So I was like, ah! 
<laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> never heard this. Oh, my I've God. I've never heard this. That was my, my one time. Wow. That was when you were the perspective, she John. Was, she was desperate. In the street. It was like daylight down. out. It was not. <laughs> it was like not late. Yeah, it was like. I mean, Santa, time. that is Santa Rosa Avenue. That was where when we had a strip club, it was on Santa Rosa Avenue. That's where they are. Yeah, they're, they're, that is where. Yeah, in our town, that's Santa Rosa that's Avenue. That's where you're going to find those at. folks. Santa Rosa. It doesn't look like with, Hollywood Boulevard, though. Do you remember what our strip club's name was? I don't know. I don't think I'm that old. <laughs> I did not plan on mentioning Midnight Cowboy earlier, but our strip club was called. Everybody's talking. Oh, wow. Down near Santa Rosa Avenue and Todd. Everybody's talking. That's where, you, that's that's where, good that's where our adult bookstore book is, mm-hmm. Santa Rosa Avenue. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is both our major throw for fair and where you can pick up a, a John at 3.30. It's pretty skid row. Run, run down now. their car. The zoo used to have a claw machine that had, like, pornos in it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean used to <laughs> i've not free i've not been to the zoo in a in a bit maybe the wagon wheels passed it maybe i haven't been there but <laughs> anyway so yeah. you're seeing the slummy parts of like this dirt hole la what a pit mm-hmm. john deal's apartment is gross you know it smells those ten- terrible, it's just on those tenement type of buildings right yeah it's just yeah, wonder how that, could you live? Those it's little, just so gross. Those little uh, uh, rental apartment bungalows that all the hookers use. Yeah, I'm sure that place is not still there. The Royale Motor Yard mm-hmm. <laughs> probably not standing. But you know they get this gr- like a lot of great Hollywood stuff in there too. I love the shots yeah. out over the city. I do love that. I love seeing that old because it, again, it's, they they were really there filming at that time. Oh yeah, this movie. Not only do these characters for well, as silly as they are. Just the realness, filling it like the Hollywood Pacific Theater, you know, the Roosevelt mm-hmm. uh, Hotel, you know. There's all these just plays. If you go in Southern California enough, you know this area, right? And it looks so good on film. And for as cheap as Angel was, uh, you know, it was a million, million five, two million dollar movie. Like, mm-hmm. it does not look cheap. This is obviously a filmed, real movie. There's been... Clint Eastwood movies that are similar to this that don't look as good <laughs> as this, you know? We've got nothing but cop movies and shows through the 80s. This is on par with how all those look. Yeah. Angel is just so much classier than a movie this sl- also sleazy mm-hmm. should be. I love this flick. But, yeah, Angel as a character, real difficult part. Donna Wilkes who we really haven't talked about, because out of a whole cast of actual character actor stars, she's pretty unknown. She didn't have a yeah. huge, huge career, right? She had some soaps and some other stuff. Like, Angel's a huge role, though. This had to, this had to mess up too. everything. Yeah, probably. It's crazy that John Deal and all the guys playing Toll Freaks are the ones that are like, this guy's got range. <laughs> Right, <laughs> that's uh, that's probably the the, the problem with Hollywood. Yeah, right? but you get cast because you have the this great pair of long, slender legs. I love they cast a short little girl. You know, I'm sure Donna Wilson is like 24 mm-hmm. when she's playing the 15 year old uh, prostitute, right? But so she's like tiny. She's got but she's got long legs. Great for all the the mini skirts. I loved her outfits in this. You said she was out here wearing Sunday dresses. 
That final scene where she remember having like this red kind of dress that yeah, it looked like she was going to a picnic or something to me. It looked more like a quinceañera kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, Assuming yeah. she's Spanish, I don't know. We don't know anything oh, don't about know. her family because they ran off, so we don't know Angel's uh, <laughs> Angel's family uh, history. I, don't know, I assumed she was Spanish. Okay. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it looked like quinceañera dress, but all the all the minis, all the running in high heels. Not just for her, but for Dick Sean, too. Mm-hmm. Guys in heels wobbling the whole way through the movie. But as all these relationships develop, they're giving aside, we don't see any relationships develop between her at school. Exactly. Yeah. Other yeah. than the teacher who's wondering why such a good student isn't more involved. Yeah, they do have that one, the counselor or someone who's, yeah, asks her to kind of join some social clubs. And then she lays on the lie that her mother is paralyzed and she has to care for her. And then the teacher's like, all right. Man, I've seen Let's other go with that. I've seen other movies about kids. There's a Jodie Foster movie about a girl like living without parents. Hmm. Girl down at the end of the lane or something like that, right? Well, and she was also the it was making me think of Taxi Driver. Sure. As, as her as the the child prostitute. Yeah, that was that was when I first became aware of the idea of a teenage prostitute. I don't think I knew that was a thing when I saw Taxi Driver. Right. That was like one of those uh one of those eye openers. Now an angel, like I said, she's getting ice cream, straight A's, finding time. Seems to... like she's getting enough sleep in between everything. She never, yeah. she like never, never gets tired. Yeah, never dragging ass on. Yeah, there. she's like <laughs> running around, laughing it up with May. Like she hears her friend gets killed and is immediately down at that bungalow. That part surprised me when you see her in like broad daylight mm. down with there with with uh, May and all the others. Getting angry at the cops. Yeah, when the movie opens, there's already been like killings. Yeah, and the- I do like I, I liked how they introduced it, where the cops just start talking. It's like, yeah, you think with the psycho killer, the 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 the, the ladies wouldn't be out here or whatever. Yeah, and like, the- and you're like psycho. Killer. And that's a good way to get around not having Angel uh, turning tricks because they all talk yeah. about how slow business has been. Right, murderers scaring the Johns away uh, too. You know, so hmm. It's good workaround. And it's also, yeah, we're deep enough in. It's smart that they never had the child actually engage in the prostitution on camera. But I'm so. I appreciate it. I agree. And I, again, I love how chaste and how smart Angel is. I'm pretty cool with the fact that her high school um, football team didn't rape her. Pretty good with that. (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. I'm pretty cool that we didn't go full accused in Angel. And not just that, she like cons them the whole way practically. She shoots a hole through the windshield, makes the guy piss his pants. Yep. The quarterback peeing his pants. Like, she just gets, she just racks up wins. She is, three years in this lifestyle, she is just. Not her first dance with, yeah, having to get her way out of a car full of dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive stuff. I like that we didn't have to see the stuff that got her to, uh. Yeah. Couldn't have been easy at 12. The number, the math doesn't make sense. It's not, it's it's not a happy thing to think about. Mm -mm. No. No, it's, uh, yeah. Like I said, in real life, this would just be the most tragic possible story you this, could ever encounter. Yeah, and it's for a movie that has a lot of tragedy, it made me love so many of these characters. Half of them die, mm-hmm. but it quite, and it was tragic, right? Yeah. But it didn't. It's it's not as much of a gut punch because it. I don't know. It really showed a lot of the warmth and a lot of uh, them living, how they were just forced to live, making the best of it. Mm-hmm. Having fun with it, I guess. And it didn't come off like high hopes. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. 
They managed to walk a very treacherous line. And I think, and the more I see Angel, the more I'm impressed by the line that they walk. This is this movie has been made a lot of times and made a lot of money in a lot of different ways, right? And those movies have sequels. Mm-hmm. I have plenty of VHS tapes that are like Point of Seduction 3. Exactly. I couldn't tell you how good Point of Seduction 1 was <laughs> and why they're making three or four others. There's one. There's tapes I used to see when video stores were going out of business that were like Night Eyes 5. I was like, I've never seen the first two Night Eyes <laughs> on these tapes, but I've seen three, four, and five all throughout here, right? At these... some point, you're going, did they even make a Night Eyes one, or are you just starting with three? Like, I think making for... someone think, this is an established franchise, you're going to want to see the third I think part for the people here. renting the Night Eyes films, I think you do just start in the middle. Just pick it up. That's kind of a brilliant and they're going to be like, wow, is... are we going to make a sexy, steamy thriller? If we do, it's got to be at least part four or five. Yeah. I complain enough that we don't get any more of our 90s steamy pot boilers. Mm-hmm. They say to make the movie you want to make. You know, so I need some old ass character actor, <laughs> preferably a drunk. You could get him. And I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to just remake Jade. Shot on go. video Jade. Mm-hmm. Mm. To find a redhead like Caruso. We got to come up with a different like crystal. Though it's got to be like amethyst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna make amethyst. Amethyst eyes. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> we're doing it. I got a night. I hate that. But <laughs> <laughs> I just am surprised for a movie that had such vulgarity in the language. Like you said, a lot of C's. Yeah. A sincerely funny use of the hard F. I Man. hate how these movies keep finding funny ways to use it. It. It, it it killed me, man. When <laughs> we, when we dropped the F and F, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I gobsmacked that it, that it got dropped like that. After after she dropped it so perfectly, it's just one of those where like I know it's not my place to say it, but like some pe- at a certain point we're gonna gotta hand it to. <laughs> <laughs> the hard F. I don't know if it's just so well utilized in the hands of these actors. Susan Tyrell had not used this. Slur. She hadn't really used slurs. She just had like a, a foul mouth on her. Yeah, yeah. Right? She was just a mouthy broad. Yeah, she. It was a term of endearment. You know, she's the the guy's died and he's eating. Uh, that whole conversation is great because May that has been stabbed after this long fight with the killer, Dude, going this, through the, the kitchen. Fight, the Dick Sean fight. They are bashing it's heads great. into the counters and cupboards. They are falling through and onto furniture. Some yeah. nasty spills. Yeah, going full over the contact, couches and uh, stuff. Full contact hit and messy fighting too, like hands pushing at faces and yeah. kind of stuff. And, and our killer has shaved his head to to look like a Harry Krishna. Also, another staple of things in the seventies and eighties was like the Harry. Krishna. Do we have Krishnas anymore? I Not used like to that. see. I used to see the Krishnas at the airport when I was yeah. a kid. I think once. What honestly, happened to the Krishnas? Nine eleven, man. You can't go in the airport anymore. That is it, huh? Yeah, it's. We, we have to take our shoes of off, of but we're no longer stuck listening. You can't to go back past the gates anymore. To, no finger symbols. So the Krishnas were out. But yeah, always a Krishna in, in a, an L.A. movie. Yeah. But yeah, our killer's got the bald head, so so May, they're fighting and scrapping, and he, he's trying to grab to pull hair, and he's like, of course, <laughs> of we course. get the bald killer. The, the, Dude, Dick Sean the working bits. Yeah, the jokes and bits he's doing while he's fighting for his life were so great. And then he eventually gets stabbed, and, and uh, yeah, Susan Dude, the Tyrell, crash through the four-post bed to get yeah. to, under the sheet. Great S- shot. Susan Tyrell being like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm dying. 
dollars. You can't die. You owe me one hundred forty-seven dollars. <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful. Well, they had just come back. They had this argument right before mm-hmm. that seemed like he's actually upset, but also he, this is their their thing. Right. Her blatantly cheating at cribbage, and him the way he has taken her down, and the way she is doubling and tripling down on this. Oh, I their argument's so good. To immediately have to go into their death scene together, and it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. The, while it also has a hard F yeah. and a C word, like <laughs> back and forth, best usage of it. When she, they're sad, right? Don't don't let Molly see me like. Don't let Angel yeah. see me like this. Right? Well, then after, she but also him, like I don't want to. I don't want to die and see your ugly face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's yeah. When when the figure your your face is the last thing I'm going to see. When Susan Tyrell is choking up and calls him a a beautiful broad. Right. Oh. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. After the F, she does. As he's really dying, he calls him a beautiful broad. I gives think, him a kiss. I think that is such a sweet, sincere. Like I think that oh, is yeah. a beautiful line. And I, again, it sounds so silly, but in a different movie, in a movie that would be okay to get Oscar nominations, right? If it was more prestige, right? Mm-hmm. The Susan Tyrell character is the kind of stuff they eat up. You know, she's got Oscar nominations before, like the Dick Sean role. They love this kind of character. If Nathan Lane did that. Exactly. In a movie today, now, like, they would look, if he did it like a serious version like that, right? Like where it's, there's consequence, you die. Nobody's getting gut stabbed in the birdcage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hank Azaria's <laughs> tripping on his big shoes. That's about it. Yeah. If if you do Nathan Lane, do it a serious, like, drag queen in a role, like, Emmys, li- like, For lining sure. up, right? All these roles, like that, the Rory Calhoun one. What the supporting actor role was made for, right? Absolutely, real, actual, like award-worthy parts, but it's in the middle of a movie that people just assume is is trash. But I don't think it's trash. This movie's too well conceived. No, it's definitely no, it's and it's definitely cut above that. It's it's not trying to be trash either. Mm-mm. Correct. Yeah. Right. It's uh, it's going for the the real melodrama. Um. But does not dip into R-rated after-school special. You know, Angel's giving you these numbers, and the math sounds impossible and, you know, horrifying. Mm-hmm. The idea that, she's ne- that she doesn't get to have friends, that she's never had a boyfriend, that she's been with hundreds of men, but she's never actually been with one that she wanted to be with. Like, this is an awful life. Yeah. Like, we are seeing her handling Kind of having an this awful delusion life. of her dad coming back to get her, and the, the conversation that the the uh, lieutenant has with her where he's i think it's the lieutenant sure maybe i'm wrong but someone kind of tells her like a man you know leaves and starts a family that gets the time he can't come back yeah you know it's like your dad's not coming back to get you it's just like she's crying and yeah this movie just, uh, angel has this habit of suddenly dropping like a like a cormac mccarthy right. kind of line on you it's just like shit yeah and it's this thing where yeah you say and it's such a blunt thing to say to a girl but also you know you put yourself in the shoes this movie is so good about putting my making me put myself in the shoes of like people that my life has never been anything Mm -hmm. like and just the idea of you know a man that does walk out on his daughter this whole like a, a two people that walk out on a child the idea is unfathomable right Never been a moment in my life where I've been in the situation of like, I'm gonna have to ditch this kid. <laughs> I think I might move to Cleveland just exactly. to get just to get some distance between me and this kid. Like, wow, right? So you're already dealing with the scum, right? 
But also I understand the point of like, man, at some point, two years later, three years later, who knows what the point is. But every man, I get that. If you leave, if you flee something, there comes a time where you can't return. Right. You know, I've never been in the, if I had to, if there was a scandal and I had to like, you know, leave my job and also my friends and family behind, like, when does it, when do I move to, you know, Toledo and then start to go like, maybe I can make it back in, uh, you know, a certain point. You just like, it's not that you, you know, you just have to move on. You have to forget that you left a kid behind Mm -hmm. a certain point. The way that they get to these points, right, without getting into, like, you know, I've never had a boyfriend kind of melodrama. It's more the sad inclusion of that. There's the Neil the Neil Young line in Keep On Rockin' in the Free World. I always, that's one of those songs that can randomly play anywhere, but I always get sad at the line. About he's talking about a kid that never gets to fall in love mm. or a kid that doesn't get to be cool. That happens, right? We got lucky. We got lucky that girls have liked us, right? <laughs> we got lucky yeah. that like we have friends that and our some parents people did not abandon us at age twelve. Yeah, right. It was like, either foster homes or support yourself on the streets. There's kids that don't get these things lucky. that we that we've gotten and been that yeah. made us so happy, right? And so here an angel just talking about how she's never gotten to choose a boy. She has to live this whole mm. duality, right? Mm. She could. She could have that. If, she's been with hundreds of men, but no one she's ever wanted. No one she's ever wanted, right? Yeah. And uh, But also, she's making this choice, right? That's a big part of this movie. This is her choice. That was another one of the taglines, right? Yeah. Her life, it's her, her life. choice. Right. It's very Bon Jovi-esque. Yeah, but it's not done as some kind of you know rock tragedy. Like It's a real story. It's not so, you know, yeah. people, Hillary Swank has won her Oscars for these kind of roles. Like, you know, Jodie Foster was got, I'm sure she got an Oscar nomination for mm-hmm. for Taxi Driver, I so. right? Yeah, I think so. And she was great in that. This is, I think, viewed as trash. Angel is more than just trash. You ever, it's one of those movies that I think everybody assumes they've seen. Because mm-hmm. they've seen ten movies that have ripped off some premise of Angel. Right? some kind of dual lives thing and they've seen a trashier version of it right so i bet this movie that so far removed the way people think 48 hours is like a classic eddie murphy comedy and then you're like oh it's just super racist right it's just nick colt nick nolte's just a cop right in this one but it's like this was a time where what, what's the uh michael keaton henry winkler like Night shift. Oh yeah, movie, night shift. Where they're like morgue workers who open up a brothel. <laughs> yeah, with that classic like animated and laser they, disc yeah. cover. And it's just like they were just those things were such fodder for just like mindless comedy. Yeah, you know the the night patrol kind of stuff, the vice comedies. There are six vice academy movies. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean these so, these yeah. Once there were cop to movies, make a movie like this about a the the hooker with the heart of gold teenager and not make it the vice comedy, yeah, or just the like oh there's gonna be canon, but film it's also not like this. it's not like maniac where it's being marketed like it's not marketed as a uh, like killer stalks the uh, yeah the it's sex Joe Spinell John Deal is you know as unsettling as Joe Spinell exactly. in Maniac and Joe Spinell it's such a legendary role for him. Right, it's such an iconic Joe Spinell. It's nothing mm-hmm. but Joe Spinell face. This movie, him making all of his worst faces. Yeah, and 
for whatever reason, John Deal, everybody's just like, we're going to put this behind us, John. <laughs> I'm just not going to talk about you in this one anymore. We're going to work. You're going to get tons of work mm-hmm. for the next 40 years. But like Peter Jason started in a, he was like in a crazed, uh, he was in trick or treat. Mm. He was the, the knife wielding psychopath. That's right. But that is a clear comedic crazy guy performance. He's hilarious in trick or treat when he's getting chased around the swimming pool <laughs> to be committed John Deal goes a different way. This is this is <laughs> a, a very different, different yeah. <laughs> killer, man. This guy is just killing. We're deep enough in this movie. I like how we do start when the cops are already pro- they are. Well, we know he's uh, this tall. We know he's almost surely impotent. You know, it's like <laughs> right. all they already have him pegged as a classic impotent prostitute killer. Oh man, it's one of those where they're dropping the the cop lingo of like we know he's a necro we know he dismembers and he's like jesus christ <laughs> yeah they already know a lot about this guy and, uh yeah he kills the one uh prostitute crystal i think right and then you see him like put the body in the bed and then later they're taking it out in bags it's just like what is going yeah on? they're taking these girls out in body bags yeah. and they're still got to be out there you know your money source can't dry up you're already pretending your mom's in the other room with a stroke. You're already lying to everybody you know, even the people you're most real with in your life. They all knew, but they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Susan Tyrell had to know, but whether she like all you know, they all knew, but I don't think they all knew. Right. And at the same time, we also get to see Angel running in her cute little yellow dress and yellow heels, just firing rounds Man. into crowds. That final, you know, there was also this part of the movie where I kept waiting for all the prostitutes to, like, form a gang. Like, a vigilante, like, gang. I don't know why. they never really did. I don't know why I never expected vigilante prostitute gang, but that is a great angle. I kept waiting for the whole crew to just, like, get together, like, let's go. And, uh, you know, walk down in a line. But, yeah, when, when May finally gets killed, she grabs the biggest... Fuck you, revolver I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. She did. It's just walking down the street, open carrying this thing, looking for our killer. And uh, great, great final. Oh, the crowd. I love how uncertain it is. Yeah. It It looks like, again, and it looks like they just had this girl walking in the streets and people are like running out of the way of her. Oh, yeah. People are scrambling. She's running in front of cars. Like, John Deal is taking bumps over cars. He gets straight yeah, right. choke slammed out of a guy's truck bed. <laughs> yeah. Off the hood of a car, man. He he has taken some falls in this flick. It yeah, is a, he's, it is he's a running great in his character. big uh Krishna gown yeah. uh, at the end there. And... You think the Scientologists like paid movies to like demonize the Krishnas <laughs> as the annoying ones? I think that was Probably. a plan. I think the Krishnas were doing a pretty good job on their own of being annoying. <laughs> Blending in as a Krishna in in like eighties LA is that was brilliant. pretty brilliant. Yeah. Also, wasn't expecting John Deal to pull a cop's gun at the police lineup. Oh yeah, there's a halfway whole, through the movie. This guy shoots scene. cops. Yeah. Oh yeah, they actually bring him in right and do the whole lineup. Yeah, he's caught in a porno theater forty five minutes. That's <laughs> into right. this movie. Yep. Yeah, and they have a whole yeah bl- just shootout in the station. Several cops get blown away, and then the the lieutenant's like, "It's all right, we'll get them." <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry about this, Angel. We'll, we'll this get is the em. second time I've seen this. I know this guy's killed a bunch of your friends and just made short work of several trained police officers. But don't you worry your little head. I the the I, I hate pigs. 
But the cop in this movie, who's kind of like a fake Tony Lobianco, I didn't recognize yeah. the name, even though the guy seems like a guy I've seen 80 times, right? Right. Uh, Again, another one of those guys. Like, I know I know him, and then you look him up, he's like the old mobster in Ghost Dog. <laughs> There's like four cool old mobsters yeah. in, uh, in Ghost cool Dog. <laughs> uh, Ghost Dog episode coming up. Uh-huh. Favorite Jarmouche. Oof. Didn't think I'd be thinking about Ghost Dog from Angel. But... Uh, <laughs> So uh, right out, I think this guy's going to be just like a dumb, hard-nosed cop. Like, you got to be, you can't be doing this, you know. But you got to, when he gives her her explanation of how she doesn't want to be in the system, this is her choice. Like, she's been doing this. Yeah. The evolution of the cop pretty quickly realizing that, like, Angel's smart. Like she's a smart girl. Like you can't be dumb You're and keep up her. this life. And he's yeah. like rooting for this, and yeah. that allows her to like open up so much more to him. And you look back, and there's so many good father figures that are like maybe not like the ones that you'd expect your kid to be learned by. But this is a girl with nothing, no family at all. Imagine having no family connection mm-hmm. from twelve on, nothing, no grandparents, no nothing, and you fall into this cast right they are all providing like different things and also like impressed by her in their own ways they're not so much like sticking up and shielding her from stuff they're kind of more like fighting with her Mm -hmm. fighting for her and rooting for her almost while also being scared it's such a balance that it handles really i i can't say enough about this movie i keep talking my gas myself higher and higher and up on it Avenging Angel, not so good. Okay. Angel 3, not as good as Avenging Angel. Mm. Right? You know, it's not... Big drop off. It's a tough... Do they go more sleaze or just more kind of mindless action? It doesn't have the heart yeah. that this one has. And I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could capture yeah. this. Uh, this guy... I know the. I know Robert O'Neill also wrote the second one. He didn't, I don't think mm. he had anything to do with uh, mm-hmm. the third. Except maybe he was like, bring back Yo-Yo. Charlie. We need some more yo-yo. We need yo-yo. I like it. We Whatever see, you do. Movie's so crowded with these great the characters. What a what a sweet scene from him, too. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. And uh like I said, and Kit, uh, you know, at the end when it's finally Kit gets the gets the the shoot the winning shot. It's oh. like it's a cheer moment. You like cheer in the movie. Like totally. Because like, you see Kit uh accidentally has the blanks in his gun and then he gets shot in the gut, but then he comes back and it's like, Yes. Yeah. You want to see Rory Cal- It's cool to see Rory yeah. Kellen walking tall like a literal cowboy. Yeah. In the end, right? Gut shot and everything, firing off his six shooter, man. Yeah. You want that. Classic. Like you said, theater cheer moment. Yeah. And that's probably it. it, it I, I could have seen this movie staying so long because you get the sickos out of the way in the first week, word of mouth keeps picking up, and suddenly this has staying power, and this is a real movie you can root for. It's a total gem. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need the the shower scenes. I'm not gonna lie. I'm really happy they had the shower scenes. <laughs> I like seeing the girls with the tan line butts in steamy showers, sure. the big boobs. Like it's cool. Sorry guys, it's always cool. It's par for the course in 1983 too. It's you know, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they were doing. <laughs> it was happening. It's how the, movies got the made. Times were happening, right? <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> But you didn't need it. This movie could have been cleaner than it was. This could have been a PG made-for-TV movie. 
And it mm-hmm. feels kind of TV movie-ish. I could have seen this as like a series, too. Like, this is a character that this could could have been. Now it would be, it would be Angel the series, yeah, for sure, right? I could see that. I didn't see the David Boreanaz show. Different hijinks every week. I don't think it's the it's same. It's different. <laughs> it's different. But, no, Angel, for a movie that I'm sure you know the rep. I'm sure you know the poster. If you've not seen this movie, I bet everybody recognized either that tagline or the poster. I knew so many people when we were praising popcorn high up and down mm-hmm. that had never seen popcorn everybody knows buy a bag go home in a box everybody knows Definitely. that man and yeah honor student by day it's such a ubiquitous theme for movies it's mm-hmm. just a movie i think you think you've seen it's dad's thinking they've that like i'm walking here is like in taxi driver it's a line they know right they saw it somewhere how dads always like remember how the terminator is they just remember like leather jacket and shades mm-hmm. i think it's like cool guy arnold they forget it's like oh and he kills a lot of a lot of women <laughs> a lot of women get it bad in that one kids he's trying to kill a kid but it's still like remember remember when arnold's on that hog <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I think Angel is very misremembered for a movie that was so, I mean, took America by storm. Unexpected, out of nowhere hit. I love those hits. There's no more room for an angel Mm -hmm. to come through, right? Prove me wrong, Hollywood. (laughs) I guarantee all 17 of the Angel movies are on Tubi. That's where I saw the first one. Yeah, and Angel is a movie that is made for Tubi. Oh, yeah. You want to watch Angel on Tubi with that great Angels theme. Mm, something mm-hmm. sweet. Great 80s soundtrack in this movie. Great shots. Great cinematography. Great, yep. great award-worthy character performances. I love Angel. Came to this. I think it did. Yeah. Check it out. You know this movie. We know our listeners' or you think ages. you know this you movie. Guys, some of you saw this movie in the drive Like I said, I, I had never really gotten into the Angel. I know you talked about it before. Like, it, it's, it's one that missed my radar so it's not even a misremembering kind of thing with me it's just like a yeah you see the like i said you see the tagline and you think you know what you're getting into i and it's a lot more than that i have pushed a lot of sleazy street crime yeah movies uh for episode ideas so i know yeah i've been pushing these kind for a while so looks like we're doing a lot more of them now i'm into it we're doing them all i love and it though i'm eric i'm charlie thank you for listening and good night mm-hmm.